Welcome back to Screen Time. I'm Ro Khan. I'm Richard Roper. Well, that happened. We'll get to it. But first, the digital landscape is changing rapidly. And to compete in today's business environment, you need an experienced partner. Since 1995, AmericanEagle.com has partnered with companies of all sizes, offering web design, development, e-commerce, mobile apps, digital marketing. It drives your overall business success, doesn't it? Because they believe... Today's online world is your opportunity. Visit AmericanEagle.com today. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh. Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a... Uh... Greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Okay. I've seen some crazy shit in the Oscars <laughs> over the last uh, 200 years. Yes. I could not believe what I saw. Insanity. Uh, chaos uh, reigned at the 94th Annual Academy Awards. And you're right. I, you know, Looking at the history of the Academy Awards we had in the early 70s, we've talked about this Marlon Brando did not accept the Oscar for The Godfather for Best Actor and sent Sasheen Littlefeather to the stage. And he was turning down the Oscar uh, because of the treatment of Native Americans through the years uh -huh. by Hollywood and by this country. Uh, the following year, we had The Streaker. David Niven was on stage. And <laughs> yes. if people don't know, that was a big thing in the 70s. People would take off all their clothes and uh -huh. run across baseball yeah. fields and uh, political arenas and they dashed across uh, the stage and I believe David Niven cracked that man just got famous for showing his shortcomings was the great ad lib that David Niven hit and then only what five years ago we had the uh, Moonlight La La Land brouhaha right the accidental naming of La La Land as best picture when in fact it was Moonlight uh, but those were all kind of you know okay things happen on live television moments I don't think we've ever had any violence Unless Dean Martin slapped Jerry Lewis around for a comedic effect, right, in the 50s or something. But no, this was... Well, let me ask. I want to get your take. When you, What were you thinking when you, when you first saw this moment where Chris Rock cracks this joke and Will Smith jumped on stage? What did you initially think about that? Planned mm -hmm. event. I, I think we all did. We thought, well, that would never happen. First of all, the seating arrangements and all that were so weird. We'll get all of that later, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the bottom line was that it just came out of left field yeah, with a right. And that, yeah. to me, was so like, wow, what is wrong with Will Smith? What? Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. My first thought was, oh, come on. First of all, the fact that he jumped on stage so quickly. Uh, yeah, and the seating was different. The nominees were all almost in kind of Golden Globes type uh, setting where they had little tables and they could put their stuff there and, and get right to the stage in an effort to expedite the proceedings which by the way ran longer than last year's I know. so that didn't work I know. well we didn't know we well, were going to we'll have to you know, too. the I... WWE halfway through or something but I, I especially because it almost looked like a stuntman had walked them through the paces because it was an open-handed slap and Chris Rock took it in exaggerated fashion but then 
when Will Smith went back to his seat and said twice, keep my wife's name out of your MFing mouth, especially the second time, the Dolby Auditorium went completely silent. And you see how the people in back of him react to it They as were well. like, like, what? Uh, okay. And you could tell Chris Rock, you know, and he kind of joked and he was stunned, but he even said, dude, it was a G.I. Jane joke. It was, not, But that was that was real Chris Rock, not on stage Chris Rock, not performing like, what the hell? And then he said, you know, well, this is the greatest night in the history of the Oscars. And then I guess somebody went for best documentary because that's what he was up there to present, <laughs> which was a strange choice anyway. Yeah. Why didn't they have Chris Rock introduce a comedic clip or do a bit? So that was kind of an odd, you know, all of a sudden the guy who has hosted award shows yes. is a huge onstage presence and very, very funny comes out to, you know, so you knew he was going to crack a joke or two. He didn't get canceled. He got knocked out. That's the yeah. difference. Huh. And I think the fear of the producers, you know, which is why they decided to go with, um, they went with three women mm -hmm. this year, yeah. right? Everything that's happened in Hollywood because of, you know, whether it's, you know, Harvey Weinstein or whatever, there's, you know, there's a backlash to everything. There's mm -hmm. basically, it's an impossible situation. No matter who you put in the hosting situation, yeah. it's going to get criticized. So they chose two women of color and Amy Schumer and Amy Schumer took some shots. Oh, yeah. Amy Schumer had a joke. Actually, the three of them had a joke. I Quite honestly, I thought Regina Hall was the funniest of all of them last night, quite honestly. I thought she had the best material. And there was a moment in their opening monologue in which they took a shot at Will Smith. Yeah being allowed to go have sex with Regina Hall because Jada okayed it. Because they have this open marriage. Right. So, yeah, and Regina Hall, and some people were put off by this, and I was like, I thought it was funny. She did a whole thing where she said, oh, random COVID testing, and it was all hunky dudes, you know, yeah. Bradley Cooper. And, and then she said, uh, Will Smith, oh, no, wait, you're married. Oh, that's okay, though, because Jada won't mind. And that's a shot at their open marriage. But, you know, they, they talked about that. They've talked about it. You know, Jada Pinkett Smith supposedly, I guess, had sex with like a much younger man, like friends with their son or something, and talked about it. And Will talked about, you know, they, they were very open about their open marriage. Will Smith, um, you're married, but you know what? You're on the list, and looks like Jada approved you, so you get on up here. Get on up here. <laughs> That to me, you know, and they laughed. They kind of went with it, right? Yeah. So maybe that kind of built up. I also want to mention. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, go ahead, just, go ahead. But isn't that the part that gets Chris Rock off the hook for what he did? Yeah. I mean, like, everybody's well, got kinda... a sense of humor. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But here's the thing. I guess there's a little bit more of history there between the two. First of all, Chris Rock and Will Smith, I thought, were friends. Chris Rock had like a guest starring role on some episodes of The Fresh Prince way back in the day, you know? So they obviously have crossed paths. And yeah, but that's decades done things, ago But that's now. decades ago. But then in 2016, that was the year when we had the uh, hashtag Oscars So White protest, mm -hmm. when all the nominees, all 20 acting nominees, were white for the second straight year. Chris Rock was hosting the Oscars, and uh, Jada Pinkett Smith said she was boycotting. And Chris Rock made the joke, well, why do you think you'd even be invited to the Oscars to boycott him in the way he said it was? He goes, it's sort of like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. I was never invited. That might not have been, you know, the greatest thing to say. And then he he also joked about how uh, Will, Will Smith was not nominated for the film Concussion, which we've talked about and thought he should have. And then he said, well, that's not fair, but it's also not fair that Will was paid $20 million for the Wild Wild West movie. So he's taken these shots at them yeah. a few times. So maybe it was building up, but 
it still seemed, uh, and for folks who don't know, the joke was about the fact that Jada Pinkett Smith has shaved her head. She has alopecia. I don't think Chris Rock knew that. The G.I. Jane reference is because Demi Moore played a military recruit, right, who right. shaved her head yeah. in that in that movie from 1999. Not, not to me, not a great joke. Not really funny. Kind of obscure, but. It was a shot directly at them. They're sitting right in front of him. Yes. At a cocktail table, which is a problem because you can get right up from it, storm the stage, slap the guy, and then walk back off. All right. So we have the incident. It does seem that Will Smith has lost it to some degree. It's weird to see a dude do that. Yeah. You take that up in the aftermath. You can take a shot at him either on social media yeah. or in, in, in part of at his... an after party. Yeah. Take him aside and say, dude, that was wrong. There's yeah. a million ways he could have yes. done Yes. You, know, you don't go up and slap a guy. We spend so much time in our lives as a culture right now trying to interrupt violence in cities and trying to get people not to be... Uh, to be physically aggressive toward each other, whether you know it's toward another family member, or a stranger, or, you know, you know, former friend, whatever it is, a bar fight, what, whatever the circumstance is, we frown upon that in our culture. At least we should. And the, the, in the, I, I know that on social media last night there were a lot of people. Well, he's standing up for his woman. That's bullshit. You don't get to go do that. It was, yeah, it was yeah. a bad joke. You don't get to go up on international television. It's a slap heard round the world, and then be the guy, like the good guy, the people think that Will Smith is. He's had an amazing career. He's done amazing things. He's, as he pointed out in his speech, he has actually, you know, lifted up a lot of careers. Yeah. And he's a very important figure in Hollywood. And the last person he should be going after is another, just another human being that, you know, where they're doing that. I like when Will Smith punched the alien that's the last time i thought that was funny yeah well and you know deserve it or not there's an extra layer of conversation because it's a black man hitting another black man and black commentators have talked about that saying this is exactly what we're teaching our children not to do and you know again it's like even if he had heckled him i think that would have been over the line but you know there's just no justification for it now we have all the you know commentators and all the reports now i've seen a couple of things there's been some tabloid reporting saying that the academy bosses are huddling they have a strict code of conduct and they're talking about whether or not they're going to strip will smith of the oscar and i'm here to tell you that ain't never no happening first of all you know he won the oscar he won the votes fair and square this happened after the case. If he had, you know, during the campaign before the voting had been done, if this incident had occurred, okay, then they could maybe say you're disqualified. Even then, it's like, well, if you open that Pandora's box, Harvey Weinstein won the Oscar for producing Shakespeare in Love. They kicked him out of the Academy. They didn't take his Oscar back. Right. Roman Polanski, we could go through the list. Mel Gibson, you know. So if they open that Pandora's box and say we're taking this Oscar away from Will Smith, or they're going to give it to Benedict Cumberbatch, he don't want it. <laughs> He didn't win. I mean, he won the Oscar. The speech he gave was a little rambling. He did seem disoriented. Uh, then we saw him at the after parties. You know, he's dancing with, getting jiggy with it. Will Smith had gotten past it already. Now, uh, Chris Rock uh, has declined to press charges. And the LAPD says, well, if he doesn't press charges, there's no real investigation here. We need right. him to do that. And that's a smart move, too. What's he going to do? He's, right. You know, I mean, that's just going to exacerbate the problem. I think Chris Rock would like it to go away. I think Pete Davidson and Kanye West got the week off, which is nice. They're probably texting each other. These guys are crazy. Okay. I, I'm glad you brought up Kanye because Kanye at the VMAs, you know, had that stage incursion that he had where he was trying to 
<laughs> rip the VMA. Little Taylor Swift. She was just. It was like fourteen years ago, thirteen years ago. Right. She was just a kid. Yeah, you took away her VMA for a second, then gave it back. Right. It was very weird. The whole thing was very weird. But at least he didn't turn to violence. Right. right? I mean, you know, Kanye's nuts. I think we can all yeah. pretty much agree on that. And somehow Will Smith, who seems like you know one of the most stable people in Hollywood, seems crazier than Kanye. Well, and that's yeah. not good. You know the, the the reality is he he ruined and to some extent and soiled his own career crowning moment. Here's Will Smith, as you mentioned, we talk about Fresh Prince, Independence Day it was 1996. He kind of reinvented and reinvigorated the summer blockbuster. Right. He's been a movie star for nearly 30 years and a beloved figure. And he, we talked about this. He deserved the Oscar. It's a great performance and a really strong film. And it is an uplifting film. And it has all the right messages about family and perseverance and all of that. They had that gorgeous opening number with Beyonce in Compton. Everybody was dressed in the color of lime green tennis balls. <laughs> and uh, she did the, you know, the song from uh, King Richard that was nominated. All of that was so beautiful. And, you know, this is always going to be remembered for the slap. It's just, that's just the reality of it. It yeah. was, it, it, there's no justification for it. I you know, Now the question is, w are we going to get a big moment of reconciliation? I believe that the only person who can bring these two together in the right form would be Oprah. Oh, God. Oprah calls Will. She calls Chris and says, listen, you're screwing up for all of us almost billionaires here. <laughs> right, who have exactly. done very well, and all three of them, by the way, you know, yeah. really great true success stories. Oh yeah, but I really do think you know that if if even after the Oscars, and I think Chris Rock, I don't know if he went to any after parties. We know that Will Smith did. Even then, if Will Smith had sought him out in front of the press, hugged him, and apologized, and said, "Join my family for the celebration," I think a lot of it could have been mitigated. Then it was still a horrible moment. But he apologized to the Academy and his fellow nominees. He didn't apologize to Chris Rock. He should have done that in you that know, speech. If, if he had done it in that miss. moment, yeah, I think there would have been a lot of forgiveness. Like I'm, you know, I got caught up in the emotion. Violence is wrong. That was terrible. I'm going to you know, work on my issues. We might see now that Will Smith is going to go into some sort of anger management. I do believe there's going to be some sort of reconciliation there at some point. Because I think Chris Rock, I don't think he's a vindictive guy. I don't think he wants Will Smith. That's why he's not pressing charges. I think it would probably, you know, and he's, by the way, he's on tour right now. He's going on uh, tours. Can you imagine? I mean, oh, there's, there's, he's got to address gonna move it. stadiums on Yeah, exactly. Now. They're going to have to move from like arenas to like you know, <laughs> the Orange Bowl or whatever it's called, <laughs> these Soldier Field. Uh, he, he, you know, his whole career has been kind of talking about his life. And, you know, Chris Rock said his ups and downs recently got divorced after a long period of time and yeah. has talked about that. So I, I hope they do, because if not, it's going to be really, you know, this thing that's just going to be sitting out there while all of us try to figure out what in the hell we witnessed. Right, And it does really require not so much Chris Rock, but it does require Will Smith to go on some sort of an apology tour. He'll end up on uh, The View and, you know, some show with Michael Strahan because there's 40 to choose from there. Gosh, yeah. You know, he'll 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 do something his his, his management team has got to get their arms around this because it's going to cost him something. It's going to yeah. cost him. It won't cost him the Oscars, you point out, but it will cost him some business opportunities. There there may be some companies that they oh, he's toxic right now. There may be some things in production in the line right now. They're going to go, ah, let's hold and see how this, this plays. Yeah. I know, America's got a very, very short memory, but this is one of those <laughs> things that was almost an embarrassment on an international level for us 
in a time in which there are a lot of other bigger issues internationally. But still, in the world of popular culture, this was a complete mess up by him. And well, he's got to clean it. We've talked about some you know, more horrific things allegedly committed or committed by previous Hollywood stalwarts. But, you know, the, the reality is sometimes there's an audio recording but we don't usually we don't see it when you see it when you witness it live and there were about 5 more million people watching this year than last year so you know, and then of course worldwide audience you know this was on television across the globe so you know dozens of millions probably 50 million people have seen it and probably another 50 million this morning who didn't watch the oscars so you know when you see it and you see how stunning it is and and you're right you know when i'm seeing people talk about like that's how you stand up for your woman it's not 19, this is not an episode of mad men from 1963 you know we're, we're supposedly supposed to be better oh, than that okay and first I, of all, I'll stop okay. what bullshit that is they're talking about their open then. marriage yeah right i mean yeah. was it, where was he standing up there and then i mean let's that's that has nothing to do with it and he yeah. kind of i think sort of alluded to that in his speech about you know they've been through a lot and 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 okay you don't get to do that. You just don't get to do it. Well, in bottom line, again, I, this is not to justify in any case this happening. But let's be honest here, too. Uh, Will Smith is a big guy. I mean, he played yeah. Muhammad Ali convincingly, yes, right? He's right. probably six two, six three, two twenty five. Chris Rock is about one hundred thirty five pounds, soaking wet. And the reality is, even though oh, he was out of control and everything, if Jason Momoa made that joke, Will Smith is still in his seat. I believe, you know, or if Regina <laughs> Hall made that joke or yeah. Wanda Sykes or Amy Schumer, right. he's not getting up, which, okay, I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but it's also like, you know, this this big outraged moment is a lot easier to do when you know you're going up there to slap somebody half your size, you know, tough guy. Again, it doesn't justify it in any way, shape or form. You don't pick your battles, but, I, you know, that was another thing that kind of sucked me because he kind of strutted off like, yeah, I did this, you know. Yeah. Uh, so... It's just it's just Bad a shame because there were so many other uh, great things that happened at the Academy Awards, and we can talk about that after the break. Yeah, uh, and, yeah, and and, and, and and there's some other really stupid things that happened. Yes, at the Academy there Awards. were some stupid things. We're gonna talk <laughs> really about this, wanna, the, that's the good, the bad, about. and the ugly. Yeah, coming up. But first, let's talk about delicious things. But first, Portillo's. They are known for their famous Chicago hot dogs with all the freshest and tastiest ingredients right down to the poppy seed bun. And of course, the legend itself, the chocolate cake. If you are hearing this right now, that means you are alive and you are near a computer. Go to Portillo's.com and check out their entire selection of stuff that you can get anywhere in the United States of America. If you are blessed enough to live near a Portillo's, then you don't have to worry about going online. Just go to the store, go get the hot dogs, go get the Italian beef, go get the salads, the chicken. They got it's all great, but the chocolate cake is the single greatest item of all chocolate cake items in the history of humanity. Am I overstating that? <laughs> I am not. I am not. You go and you find out yourself. Order it online, go to a store, or if you really want to try something totally unique, the cake shake. They take the cake and they smush it <laughs> into a can with the, with, I don't know what else it is, I guess ice cream and some other stuff, and then they put it in the blender. You know how they do that? Where they yeah. take that cannish looking cup and they put it up into the blender. Next thing you know, <laughs> it comes out and they put a cookie on the straw and you're like, oh my God, this oh. is the greatest thing that ever happened. 
This is a warning to diabetics. It may not be perfect for Good you, Lord. but for everybody else, <laughs> it is the greatest thing you could possibly have. Go to Portillo's.com, find a location near your order online, P-O-R-T-I-L-L-O-S, Portillo's.com. Faster than the speed of light, far beyond the speed of light. You gotta break the rule, Barry, and you've gotta do it now. Undoubtedly, the strangest series of events last night. Other than, of course, Will Smith clocking Chris Rock, yeah. were those interstitial little like mini poll things that happened? Yeah. And I thought for a moment, because they were movies I'd never heard of, yeah, like fan favorite movies, fan favorite moments, yeah. all of that. And I thought, all right, Vladimir Putin, I know, is going to attack us in a cyber kind of way. I thought he would go after the banking system. Instead, he went after the, the Oscars. Movies. They said they actually said the five most cheerworthy moments in movie history, and there was something from The Matrix, Dreamgirls, Avengers Endgame. Obviously, I mean, the oldest one here is The Matrix. And the winner was, as the most cheerworthy moment in movie history, according mm -hmm. to the online poll, which tells me that somebody was dicking around with the online poll and having fun, right? <laughs> the winner was, The Flash Enters the Speed Force. Whatever that is, the yes. Flash. So that's better than like the ending of the first Rocky or eight thousand other moments in movie history where you you plot at the end. I mean, I would say that's the twelve thousandth most cheer worthy moment in it got movie hacked. history. I mean, there was apparently There's Twitter bots or whatever yeah. went after But they got to know enough to not then just not do it. There's no law that says because you did an online poll, you have to then run the results of it. <laughs> but, you know, and if you look, there's an easy way to do this. You put the Academy puts 10 clips out there. The ending to the Grapes of Wrath, the ending to Citizen Kane, the ending to the usual suspects, whatever you want you know, for the greatest ending. Or yeah. if you want to say the most cheer worthy moment, you give people a choice. So they don't look like morons. And then you, then they could vote. And then they could say, okay, people have said that the most cheerworthy moment is of, in movie history is when E.T. and the bicycle and the, you know, and the boy levitate and escape the authorities. You know, everybody cheers then. Or the, you know, so those are cheerworthy moments. The Flash entering the thingy, I don't think the Flash would even vote for that. I think there's a list of suspects here who did this. I don't know if Elon Musk is on this list or that Grimes woman that he was with or married to, whatever that situation is, because she just admitted to actually hacking somebody oh, a decade ago. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and and taking out somebody who criticized her publicly. Oh, geez. Uh, I mean, taking a blog, literally destroying a blog. Oh, gosh. Uh, then, uh, you know, as I said, you know, there's Vladimir Putin, Kim Jong-un. I you know, There's maybe, you know, somebody... Uh, Ricky Gervais, maybe yeah. I don't know, but just throwing him out there. It's, the but for sure, it was hacked. For sure, they got screwed because Zack Snyder's version of whatever yeah. the hell that was, yeah, the Snyder cut, and all this was <laughs> the number one movie of all times. So but I mean, on. it's like the Academy is justifiably proud of this brand new 
gorgeous, glorious museum they have now that people can tour and obviously, you know, make donations and all that kind of stuff. And they had they had a whole event there where fans were allowed to watch the Oscars and open bar and see all the cool exhibits. Very, you know, the prestigious. It's sort of like their version of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They finally, the Motion Picture Academy has this great tribute to the movies. And then they do this stupid shit during the show. And it's just like, why are you doing that? Again, and, you know, they also... They were giving Lifetime Achievement Awards out uh, the day before. Sam Jackson, Elaine May. You know, you that's how you honor your legacy. You don't relegate that to like a Saturday afternoon lunch. Right. And then say, oh, look at this. You know, And then they, you know, the pandering. They had the Tony Hawk and Kelly Slater. They had these like, you know, skateboarding X guys come on there. And I'm like, well, that's like having Anthony Hopkins at the next uh, ESPYs. You know, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. Right. It didn't. I, it, I thought it was the shittiest of all Oscar shows I've ever seen, including the one that took place in the train station last year. It's so unbelievably just self-serving. They couldn't figure out what the set had. To, the set literally looked like a proctoscope. It looked yeah, like it you were good. looking into some hole that you shouldn't be looking into. Ah. And it was very uh, just unsettling in front with the cocktail tables. And, and then like a, you could tell a much smaller audience that was kind of seated and yeah. crunched together in the back. And all of the things they tried to do to move it along made it longer. They yeah, they, they added the uh, pre-recorded from earlier in the evening award-winning yeah. moments with the speeches you know the grammys again i always go back to the grammys did this so well they figured out a way just to show the people getting their awards with a voiceover saying that's who they are that's enough we don't need to hear about somebody's grandmother or somebody else making a political Mm -hmm. speech that we don't know well you're exactly right and that's why when they started off with the musical number with beyonce i said okay they're going to take the grammy playbook and we're going to see a lot of performances and celebrations and then they just sort of dropped the ball on that which is a shame, too, because there were these groundbreaking moments. Ariana DeBose, as the first woman of color who is out, gave beautiful speech. And, of course, one for playing the same role that Rita Moreno won for West Side Story right. 60 years ago. And that was gorgeous. Troy Katsur winning for CODA and uh, the audience signing I Love You to him was just absolutely glorious. Uh, we lo- I was so happy for Jessica Chastain, mm-hmm. who got her Best Actress Oscar in the midst of all the chaos, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, I, you know, I'm just like, let's just celebrate her for a second. And and the movie Coda winning, which honestly, I thought Coda was a, a very good little film and really well done and, it, you know, has its place. And I was happy that it did very well. Uh, it, to me, it was not Best Picture material. I, th- I, I thought that Belfast might win. Power of the Dog was definitely losing momentum, it felt like, as the weeks went on. But, you know, we look back 25 years from now, Belfast is a masterpiece of filmmaking. And Kenneth Branagh did get a writing award. Um, He's been nominated in seven categories. The all-time record. He finally won, which was beautiful. But it's still a cool thing, you know, that Coda won. And Jane Campion won for Best Director. We talked about how the Best Director and Best Picture might not go hand in hand. Right, for Power of the Dog. So that was awesome. Okay, and all so, of that gets overshadowed by the slap. Yeah, that's true. You know? I, I will say that they need to go back to five films yeah, for I Best Picture. I think they Picture, are. I think they are. Which is why, I think without question, why Coda won. Because Coda had a very, very intense fan base yeah. but you're going to win with 25% of the vote if you're 20% of the vote if you got 10 films up sort right? of like the Republican primary 
uh, when they had 57 candidates before yeah. it all got winnowed down you know, yeah. four years ago, five that, years ago, six that, years ago. That's yeah. how that goes. I mean, that's yeah. that's exactly where you know where we end up when you have too many too many lanes, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden a lane that you're like, okay, and again, not taking anything away from that film, nothing away from that film, but it it probably was a moment for most film goers, fans, critics, like, wait, uh, really? Yeah. But, and, you know, that's a win for Apple. That's an Apple Studios production, Apple TV+. Plus. Netflix really has not yet won an Academy Award. They're going to because they put out all these great pictures, including The Power of the Dog. But that's a huge thing for Apple TV+, Plus, which is it puts out a lot of good stuff for O, but I still think is kind of people still think of Netflix way on top of the streaming services and Disney+. Plus. And then Hulu and then Apple TV is right. kind of in there with Amazon and stuff, just in terms of how many people have it. So, you know, that was a huge moment for them and, and good for them. Listen, all of that, I think, is great. But I also found it very interesting. The film that won the most Oscars was Dune. Yes. Dune won, I believe, six Academy Awards. And uh, Denny Villeneuve is the director, the brilliant director uh, behind that and that's interesting because Dune, the movie, is actually the first of two parts. I mean, it it completely ends halfway through. So Correct. that makes me think that when Dune, whatever they call it, Dune Part 2 comes out, it might be an Oscar contender for Best Picture because there was so much love already for the production design and the sound and the editing and the cinematography. They shot it already, yeah. right? Yeah, they shot it all, all at the same time. And, and one of the stars, of course, Timothy Chalamet, forgot his shirt. Did you know, he didn't, <laughs> didn't have a shirt. And I, I do, I'll quote myself, I believe he made $176, all in $1 bills on the red carpet, <laughs> uh, Magic Mike style. He's going to be in Magic Mike XXS because he's a little fella. <laughs> so there was a little, and then Kristen Stewart wore just the pants. So they had, between yeah. them, they had one outfit. She right. had short pants. Yeah. And there were some interesting outfits. And the, the, here's another thing that we'd normally be talking about that barely caused the blip. While Will Smith was giving his speech, you might have noticed that ABC caught a couple of times just to like a title card, like the Oscars, yes. right? It wasn't because he was saying something that they were bleeping out. It was because every time they went to the reaction shot of Venus and Serena Williams, uh, Venus had had a Janet Jackson moment. Her entire oh. left breast had popped yeah. out. She had a nipple slip there, and yep. she wasn't aware of it. So they cut to that, and then the director, ah, ah! <laughs> So and no one and, and who cares who gives a shit? But I mean a lot of the right, lot of right. but it's like, the least Venus that would be the least offensive thing that happened yeah, in the entire evening. And there were I, the a lot of actresses were were really you know Ariana DeBose looked like any moment now she was going to come right out of that dress. They yeah, were taking well, some fashion chances, yes, like in the good old days. There were people who were wearing too many clothes, too much of clothing, and then people not wearing enough. And I noticed that there was a whole movement last night of women wearing drapery. Uh, that was yeah, still was, apparently on the rod, and they were dragging it behind them. There was a lot of yeah. It was very, very. There was just a lot of material. Yeah, uh, Jessica Chastain. I, I, I hope that she had something to change into for the after parties, because if not, you, no one would be able to get within twenty feet of her. Yeah, maybe the they'd same be stepping time. on the ball gown. Yeah, you know? or yeah, there were there were others like that. I, I, listen, even that, I'm all for that. They brought back the red carpet, and you know, even though they say we're not going to ask who you're wearing, what else are you going to ask them? <laughs> How does it feel? Oh, look. Well, oh, this God. is awesome. We're back on the red carpet. Tell us about the journey of making this oh. special story. And then it always comes down to even the dudes, like, and, you know, and the guys, a lot of the guys were kind of wearing casual tuxes, it almost looked like, like yeah. Jason Momoa. He can wear anything he wants. He's Jason Momoa. And, he, you know, he's talking about over designed the fucking thing. And it's like, that's fine. You know, escapist. 
Yeah, okay, well, so. sort of. I, those that that whole red carpet thing has really devolved again. I think in a lot of ways because people are afraid of offending you yeah. or someone or offending the audience. That it's become just the most ridiculous oversell of designers that one yeah. one millionth of one percent of Americans can True. actually afford. So who gives a crap? What they're wearing in the first place, and they and they ask the dumbest questions, and even the stars, who I know a lot of that gets set up by the publicists in advance. Even the stars are like, "What the hell? Am I, what am I supposed to say to yeah. that?" Yeah, you know, when I did the the red carpet for I don't know seven or eight years, I always tried to come up with something a little bit unique. You know, if you just you know, even if you do some research on the film, and you could say, "I understood that you you know learned to play the violin while riding horseback." you know, naked or whatever the case may be. <laughs> Something about the work, you know, and not just what was it like to have Steven Spielberg direct you. And they always appreciated it. If you, I mean, Ryan Gosling once uh, walked back to me on the red carpet and came back and said, thank you. Whatever uh -huh. I asked him, you know, which was just classy and cool. And you could tell his publicist was like, don't go back there. You talk to him. He's dead to us now. We're moving forward. I did like Vanessa Hudgens though. They don't usually have like an actor you know, actually doing it. And it was kind of fun. And I think that maybe some of the actors kind of, you know, they know her. So instead of it just being, you know, uh, Billy Empty Head from, you know. <laughs> where was Ryan Seacrest? He wasn't there. I don't, I don't think, know. I and don't... I'm not saying he's the Empty Head. I'm just saying, you know, you get these. I don't know. There were a lot of, the truth is too, all that stuff, you know. I... <laughs> we even have to walk shit back on this shit. Yeah. I, I, no right. offense. Ryan Seacrest is a bright man who's done great stuff and asked fantastic <laughs> questions for the record. I don't want to get. What if he slapped me? He could hurt his hand. <laughs> he's a he's a slight dude too. I don't know. Yeah, if he, I, don't I, know. I don't know. Wiery. I think yeah. he's wiry. Yeah, you know? he, had a, he, had a, he had a deal with Simon Cowell hey, all those years. You know. I'm going to tell you, Chris Rock took that punch. He took it. He took it. I thought that was an amazing. He moment. didn't. His knees didn't buckle. No. Now see, that's another interesting point, though. What if he went down? What if he, you know, Will Smith slapped him so hard and broke his nose or he hit his head? People defending Will Smith then. No. Yeah. You well, know, I so. mean, anybody who's defending Will Smith right now uh, has lost their mind. I'm yeah, sorry. It's just He's, the wrong. It was dead wrong. It's the wrong. He did it, the wrong. No to his round. Hey, and one other thing I want to mention before we close this up. Mm -hmm. It was such an uncomfortable moment at the very end when Lady Gaga brought out Liza Minnelli in the oh, wheelchair gosh, yeah. to do the best picture. And Liza Minnelli clearly is suffering from some neurological situation, mm -hmm. uh, the yeah. dementia, Parkinson, something going on there. And... And, you know, I, and I get it. She's, you know, this amazing, you know, figure that mm. sort of uh, was a transition from super old Hollywood to like 70s and 80s yeah. Hollywood. Yeah, and then, absolutely. You know, now, you know, you, you, if you're going to bring back a legend, she's certainly a wonderful legend to bring back. But, you know, she wasn't in the right health to do that. And I just, I, I felt like, I get what Lady Gaga was trying to do. I love her. I think she's an amazing mm. entertainer. But, oh man, I, I know if they had a chance to do that over again, they would not have done it. That, and you're absolutely right. It's not that we're trying to like, you know, uh, downplay the realities of life, but, you know, it becomes something where you're, you, you cringe for the person. It, it happened a few years ago with Kirk Douglas where you really couldn't understand him. And it was, you know, Michael Douglas loves his father and, you know, he's another, you know, icon. He was near 100 years old at the time. Right. But it, it feels more like exploitation than yeah. celebration, yeah. even though Lady Gaga is somebody who really celebrates the traditions of Hollywood. You know, the Tony Bennett relationship is beautiful. Right. Uh, so there's all great intention there, but it, oh, it man, doesn't. Awful. Yeah, it, it, it just makes everyone kind of yeah. cringe, unfortunately, the entire Oscars.
made everybody cringe. <laughs> I want to. All right. I, I'm, I'm going to. And I grew up like a, a family event every year was to sit down and watch the Oscars. It was, yeah. You know, the yelling stopped for at least three and a half, four hours. Jeez. When they announced initially that they were going to shorten the Oscars, I'm like, no, no, don't shorten it because it could go on for two days. And in, in my childhood, and I would have enjoyed it because everybody got along. Yikes. I cannot emphasize enough how screwed up this entire genre of of award shows is right now period again the grammys the only ones who kind of figured it out but it's music it's easier to do and music videos it's it 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 translates to television in a much better way than maybe anything else does but the oscars because it's film it should translate and they have spent two decades trying to cram a bunch of shit into this box that is just leaking out and they need to just tighten it up it needs to go back to being about the movies not about about the movies which they're doing now oh we're all about the movies oh we're all about film and they want to celebrate it but they're not and then you know they do this cheap quick hit package about the 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 new museum that they've just opened with one harvey weinstein joke in it Mm -hmm. that didn't really fly it's like Go bring back the the golden classiness of this particular event. It's supposed to be the most important award in all of cinema around the world. Make it that. Treat it like it's a bunch of old people. It'll be better that way because then when you have young emerging artists or you have the wins like Coda or something else, then it will actually have meaning. Yeah. Now it just feels kind of kind of cheap and and you know social media. Well, absolutely, and there was yeah, a lot of that kind of pandering. And that's the other thing about Will Smith's stunt, whatever you want to call it, his attack on Chris Rock is you know he simple battery is what we yeah, actually simple, call it. Simple that. battery. Okay, and the thing is, he didn't just put a damper on his moment he put a damper on the celebrations for the other winners because everyone then got asked about that instead of right. their triumph and by the way the most cheerworthy moment in movie history yeah. is when daniel-san realized that mr miyagi wasn't just having him do chores by waxing the floor wax on wax off and painting the fence and side to side that he was actually teaching him karate in the original Karate Kid, that is a cheerworthy moment. Not the Flash <laughs> work, working his flash drive or whatever the hell he did. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Rokan. Oh, man. All right. I I give up. Let us produce the Oscars next year. I swear to you we'll get 40 million viewers. Chris Rock can host, and he can walk on stage with The Rock, Jason Momoa, and the, <laughs> the Avengers all guarding him. How about that? <laughs> Road Rover Podcast is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. AmericanEagle.com is a full-service global digital agency providing best-in-class web design, development, hosting, digital marketing services, and so much more. Visit AmericanEagle.com for more information. I want to thank our executive producers, Tim Melanius and Renee Nelson, and our long-suffering production <laughs> director, Demita Menezes. See you next time. <laughs>